The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to the Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I'm Jennifer Valentine from Global News Morning. She's back with me this week, guys. I'm not supposed to be here. I know you weren't here last week with Tova Lee. Mm-hmm, and I wasn't supposed to. And you to. weren't supposed to be here. No, no, no. Yeah, but I'm here because I was supposed to be in Ireland for the St. Patrick's Day Parade. And what happened, Jen? Um, well, we know what happened. Everything's being canceled. So the parade, unfortunately, was canceled. But Ireland COVID-19. is still in our hearts. And, you know, St. Patrick's Day, we will be thinking of Ireland wherever we are. But, you know, it's no surprise. Everything, everything. everything is being canceled around the world. And the St. Patrick's Day Parade... Um, you know, people come from all over the world to be there, all over mm-hmm. Europe, all over North America. So it just makes sense. And they, they were waiting um, to see if they were actually going to have to cancel it. And uh, and they did. But you've been sending me messages. Another cancellation. Well, not cancellation. Postponed. Postponed. That's the key word here. Postponed. Yeah. Earlier this week, Pearl Jam postponed the... Uh, the first leg of their tour, all the North American dates. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to have a show. You were supposed to be coming back from Ireland. That's right. I was taking day- a nap, not even sleeping. You wouldn't even have enough no, time. No, no. The day I was coming back from Ireland, we were going to Pearl Jam. And it's funny because when the parade was canceled, I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to Pearl Jam. I won't be tired. And, <laughs> and then, then you sent me the message about Pearl Jam. And I was like... Like, wow. Okay, so I'll Everything. be staying at home. Um, <laughs> Everything's canceled. Everything's canceled. But the thing is, like big artists canceling their shows or postponing their shows, it does make sense because of ticket sales. They're not going to make enough money because people aren't well, going to buy the tickets. Not well. I know well, when Pearl Jam. Already, like, they already Pearl Jam was done. You know, you can't even get tickets. But That's I think right. what their the band's whole angle there is. Um, They've got a real loyal base uh-huh. of fans, and they travel from all over to see them. So they know that when they do a show, um, people will be traveling. So it's not only like people in Toronto. Yeah, you got people in South America, the states, Europe. They will come from all over. They will, you know. And when they go play in Europe, I know so many of like my Canadian friends that like hop on a plane and go there. Yes, one which is actually a guest on the show. We're going to talk to her a little bit later on, but she. She's got tickets for Pearl Jam Italy, and I don't know that's that that's going to happen. No, 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 no. They haven't mentioned anything about the European part of the tour, which I'm surprised they haven't said anything yet, but um, you know that that's going to probably come down. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so a lot of... uh, It's been strange, strange times. mm -hmm. Um, And March break, we're going into March break, so it's like, I think parents right now are probably like on edge, like, what do I do with my kid? Where do I take them? Do we just stay inside? Well, this is the thing. Wash your hands, open your hearts, and uh, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> Just, you know, be cautious. Yeah, I think we're going to do, um, I don't know. I think we're going to probably go visit um, Hotel X and okay. do like do like a, a little one-nighter yeah. staycation there and hang out in the pool. And they've got a movie theater there. So we'll do that in a bunch of like March break activities. So probably that. Um I don't know, maybe like visit Ripley's, but again, it's just like, we're going to be washing our hands a whole lot. A whole lot. Well, that's right? what they say. And when they, when you do wash your hands, sing happy birthday. That's how long you should be washing your hands. 
you know what? I was watching. And not like, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy <laughs> Take birthday, your happy time. Happy birthday to you. Take your time. The way you would normally sing it. But you really wash those hands and use um, hand sanitizer as well. Just on top of it. Just to make yourself. Yeah. Have some yeah. in your pocket with you. Always. I know. I'm carrying a, I think I have some in my bag. Do you? I've got some sanitizer. Hold on. Let me see. Yeah, you're a mom. I'm a mom too, but my kids are a little older now, so. Got some. Got some. Hold on, guys. I'm checking. I'm checking. Yeah, I do. Look. I've got the travel buddy. Remember, I I, I actually had this on uh, when I was on Global News. You did. With you for like packing stuff to pack with your kids. The travel buddy. I like this one because it's all natural and organic and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So carry some with you. Wash hands a lot. Cough into your sleeve. Elbow. You know what I mean. I know what you're talking about. Don't be a dirty little piggy. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what else happened this week? What? Something really, really cool that I'm super excited about. And I've been waiting to announce for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. For months, actually. Um, But I can officially say it now. And I posted about it earlier on Tuesday this week. Mm -hmm. I am now a member of the Female Founder Collective, which is a group that was founded by um, Rebecca Minkoff, who is a New York fashion designer. And it is awesome because it's this community of businesses that are all led by women. So it's like women supporting women to the max. That's exciting. So yeah, so... um, What do you do now that you're part of this group? So now that there's there's workshops and... Do you go to these workshops? Well, I just started, so I plan to go and and who knows, maybe there might be some stuff here in Toronto that they may call me on um, to take part in or or speak at. Um, So they basically look at all the women within their group and see what their strengths are and how they can use them to help educate and empower other women within the group. So it's a really, really cool thing and I'm I'm super proud and honored to be part of it. Do you have a new group of friends now? Yeah, Jen. Sorry, I can't go out with you anymore. That's fine. I, got new friends. I know. You got no, friends all over now. I, I don't, but uh, but some of the people that are, you know who else is a female founder collective member? Who? Reese Witherspoon. <gasps> I love Reese Witherspoon. Now I'm in the same group as her. That's kind of cool, right? Oh, wow. But she's not my so friend. Cool. I don't know her. Well, she might be your friend. I you tagged her in my you, picture. Do you follow her on Instagram? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, I, I'm a big Reese Witherspoon fan. She, she is your people. I think so. Yeah, I yeah, can see you guys I like like her. being buddies. I, think I could see us being buddies, too. She Listen, might think that's weird. It's but, all about yeah. women supporting women. It sure is. It's about female empowerment. Yes. Right? Yes. We're going to talk about that today on the show. Yes, we are. Girl power. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know what? We're going to talk about like empowering women, especially girls. We're going to talk about some stuff that's not so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the scary realities um, of our city and, uh, and the women in it. And uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's not going to be, I can't imagine we're going to have a lot of laughs like we usually do. Yes. Um, but it's a serious talk that needs to happen. It needs to happen. Let's do it. Okay. This is the Parenting Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Now, back to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I've got my co-host, Miss Jennifer Valentine, here with me. Yo. Je- what are you eating? I'm eating salad. Oh, I thought I'm it was an to... apple. Do you have your apple? I'm eating it on the breaks. Um, <laughs> no, 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 but there's pears out here. Oh, it's pears today. Mm-hmm. I didn't take a pear, but there's always fresh fruit here yeah. in, the, in the radio. 
At the radio station. The radio station. Well, it's usually your red apples, and I never touch them because I don't like red apples. No, you like the green apples. Yeah, they're the best. Granny I don't Smith. mind the green apples, but I'm, I'm telling you, if I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose the red. <sighs> I like the it. green for display, though. Oh, it is really nice, right? Yeah, it's very pretty. Very, very nice, very nice. We've got an amazing woman joining us in studio today. She's actually a friend of mine. We've, uh, we've known each other for, for a little bit of time. And Jen, guess what? What? She's also a Pearl Jam fan. Oh. Well, you can't, you're not allowed to be <laughs> Penis Friend unless you're a Pearl Jam fan. That's the criteria. <laughs> Fill out this application. Oh, she said, I don't do you like to- Pearl Jam? Yeah, yeah, I like Pearl Jam. Okay, friends. <laughs> it's Marissa. And yeah. I'm not even going to attempt to say your last name, Marissa, for all of the years that I've known you. I'm probably going to butcher it, so I'm not going to say it. Say it. You say can- it. Try it. Say no. it. No. Say it. No. Do you no. want me to say it? Yes. Yeah. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa, what's your last name? Kokoros. Oh, Kokoros? You can say Kokoros. 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 <laughs> didn't sound right, Jen. <laughs> That's a beautiful last name. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Greek. Right, thank you. Greek last very name. It's beautiful. It's very Greek. But I got to say. It was a lot go- of trauma growing up with that last name. I could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I could imagine. I got it with Crispo. I could imagine, you know what I mean? And I could just imagine what you went I through. I don't even yeah. want to tell you what I went through with Peck. That's why oh, I married yeah, Greg okay. Valentine. <laughs> You're like, I need this name changed ASAP. Jennifer Valentine. For that reason, you yeah. married. Well, people don't even remember my maiden name. I can't even believe I said it now. Because people go, what was your maiden name? I go, I don't remember. <laughs> Listen, I had that name for 32 years. So not so bad. I think your name's beautiful. I think oh, it's gorgeous. You. Yeah. Well, Marissa is a one of the most beautiful human beings that I know. Like, no word of a lie. Um, really nice. She is amazing and she is the founder she's the executive <laughs> executive uh what was the word oh my god why am i drawing a blank now executive director director so so founder executive director she gave birth to aura freedom international marissa tell us what aura freedom international is Aura Freedom International is a Toronto-based Canadian women's organization, and we work to end gender-based violence for good. So everything we do is to prevent and end violence against women and girls in Canada and beyond. Like, amazing. And you work with so many different people. You started this from nothing. Mm-hmm. You planted the seed. and it Like grew. many of us do. Right. And, and why, do. why yeah. is it so important to you? It's extremely important to me because... <clears throat> Growing up, I had a feminist mother who didn't even know she was a feminist, which is funny. And I mean, a lot of us in this space, in this sphere, and doing this work, we have our own personal story. And of course, I have mine. Um, But I did a lot of traveling as well. And before I started Aura Freedom, I did a lot of volunteering and field work for different organizations in different parts of the world, Um, Europe and Sub-Saharan Africa and Asia and South Asia um, and in Canada, which is my, Toronto's my hometown. And um, I started seeing patterns and the patterns were all the same. It didn't matter where I went. Women and girls were struggling and they're struggling right here in Toronto as well. So it became larger than me. It became more important than anything else in my life. Right now, my daughter's the most important thing, of course, but Aura Freedom is a very close second. She's mm-hmm. my second baby. And um, so, yeah, I think it's really brave of you both to have me on because a lot of the times with shows and you know radio shows or morning shows it's like okay can we kind of not get too heavy here but it's mindless to speak about empowering women if we don't want to go to that 
brave space and talk about the violence that so many of us experience and that, you know, 60% of Canadian women have experienced at least one form of violence. That's crazy. That's a huge number. yeah, Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I live in Canada. Or I'm in, in a big city like Toronto. This stuff doesn't happen here. It happens in like in Africa or these other places that you've mentioned that you've visited and you've done work in, Marissa. But Jen, when you think like it's Toronto, nah, we're good. You really do. You tend to think of other countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a huge problem here. I mean, Canada is a national leader in terms of gender equality and ending you know, human rights violations. But when we look inside, we see a nation struggling to address its own gender-based violence. And Indigenous women and girls are paying the highest price. But uh, gender-based violence cuts across all cultures and all ethnicities, races, and we're all experiencing violence. And young people today, and on the parenting show, young people today have a lot to deal with. It's not getting better, which is what we just released a report called Relentless Resilience. And I went and sat with women across Toronto, frontline workers, survivors, people I work with. And uh, we, we the report is available on our website. And it just shows really what's happening on the front lines, what we don't hear. And so that's what we're going to talk about on the show today. We're going to dedicate this show to this and uh we just want you to maybe take a seat turn up the radio listen um maybe there's a few things that you can learn from it maybe there's a few preventable gender-based violence is preventable so we all have a role yeah and maybe it's something that you know you as a parent at home um may start looking at things differently now so we'll be right back and we're gonna get into it with marissa from aura freedom international this is the parenting show right here on global news radio 640 toronto You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I'm Jen Valentine of whatever you want me to be. I'm looking at you and you're just like, let's see what's in this salad. (laughs) Well, we've we've got an awesome woman joining us in studio today. Marissa from Aura Freedom International, um, and we were talking about um, a report that you just put out. Tell us a little bit about this report, because I know that you've worked so hard on this report, <laughs> and it's all about um, the women and gender-based equality and... Um, gender-based violence in violence Toronto. Yeah, in Toronto, uh, more specifically Toronto, which you were telling me some of these numbers off the air, and I was just stunned, and I was like, no way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can share some of that with us. Yeah, so 2020 is a huge year for, it's called generation equality in terms of UN women. And there's a huge push for countries and for organizations like Aura Freedom to say, okay, um, in 2020, 25 years after these huge declarations were made at the UN to empower women, what's really going on? And so we decided to take on this advocacy initiative and we went around Toronto. We we are an organization based here. We're a women's organization. So we have a lot of networks and we interviewed women supporting other women. We interviewed frontline workers, social workers, women working in shelters, trauma counselors, rape crisis counselors, survivors, human trafficking advocates and our own staff as well, because we do a lot of frontline work here at Aura Freedom. And so we wanted to know what is really going on, because 
you know, you can talk a really good talk, and Canada is a human rights leader worldwide, but Mm -hmm. we have our own issues here, and it's time to face them. So what we wanted to do is make this report accessible. So it's not too academic. There is some data um, there, there is research, but most of it, it, it reads like a book. It's conversations with frontline workers yeah. on what the situation is and what we can do because we believe gender-based violence is preventable because it is. Yeah. So you did all this research. You mm-hmm. looked into people's stories. Mm-hmm. Do you have any examples of those stories? Yeah. What did you see? What we saw was, you know, on any given night, there's thousands of women and children who are accessing shelters across Canada because it's not safe at home. On any given night, hundreds of those same women and children are either going to homeless shelters or they're going back to unsafe homes because women's shelters are full. And they don't have anywhere else to go. They don't have anywhere else to Did go. Did you get to know people's stories? Do you have any specific stories that you got to know? Well, we know stories because we work in this space. And I think a lot of what we want to do here, instead of speaking about specific stories is speak about the collective voice of the grassroots. I totally understand, but is there something that you sort of experienced that you went, I cannot even believe this. I never even knew that this existed. Yeah. So um, we sat down with nine shelter workers from Women's Habitat in Toronto, which is a shelter. And um, they're one of the contributors to our report. And they told me, and I knew this, but they told me that women are dying and so are their children. So not only are the men killing their partners, so femicide is a big thing in Canada. One every, and one woman every three days is killed in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's your national wow. COVID-19 emergency, right? There's yeah. all the people dying. And where is the big emergency? Where is the national emergency? Where's the national action plan? You don't plan? hear about it right. at all. Right. But right. more women are dying from, at the hands of their partners than you know these these diseases but anyway i mean these diseases also need attention for sure so um we're lear- i learned that men are using their children as pawns mm-hmm. so because of the way our system works the parents are separated but the children can still see their father yes right and he still has access you know visitation and the woman will say to the police or to the courts he is unsafe he's not he shouldn't be with my children. I don't feel safe. I feel like something might mm-hmm. happen. And there's nothing they can do. There's about nothing it. they can do because there's a court order and mm-hmm. she'll be in contempt. Mm-hmm. So the kids go and then we see the Amber Alerts. Yeah. And it's crazy and the amount of they, Amber Alerts. And we know that children are dying at the hands of their fathers. And it's because how, what is the worst way to hurt a woman, a mother? Get hurt her child. Yeah, the All ones right. they, they love. You, you're going to hurt their children. Yeah. And that is the extent of the abuse and the control. And so when they, and it was not just one, not just two, the women, it's constant. And in that shelter, there are women that are telling them now, I don't want my kids to see my husband, but they are forced to go and see their husband. And it's risky. It's unsafe for these kids. And for these women. It's crazy that you you brought up the whole Mm -hmm. Amber Alert thing because um, the amount of Amber Alerts, like the recent ones, have all been, minus the most recent, um, have all been by, you know what I mean? Their dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a reality. This is happening in our city. So again, it's, it's stuff that I don't want to think about. And I'm sure that many of you at home listening or in your car listening, you try to block this stuff out. Listen, I'm guilty of it. I do too, right? I, I like to live in this bubble. Everything's great. Everything's peachy keen. That stuff doesn't happen here. 
But that's why I think it's so important that we have you on today, Marissa, and we talk about this stuff because we do need to open our eyes and and see what is actually happening. Um, we are talking with Marissa of Aura Freedom International on the show today. Um, we will be right back with more. So don't go anywhere. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is The Parenting Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I'm Jen Valentine from Global News Morning. And uh, Jen and I have Marissa uh, joining us in studio today. And she is the founder of Aura Freedom International. And she just recently, Marissa, you like this is like your baby, brand new. <laughs> Aside from your daughter, your beautiful <laughs> daughter, um, you just released a report called Relentless Resilience, um, and it's addressing gender-based violence through grassroots excellence, and it's all about our women here in Toronto. I'm not even going to say Canada, because more specifically Toronto, yeah, right? Yeah, more broadly, there is some, you know, there's some data there, Canadian yeah. data, but it's, it's, a, it's an urban snapshot of what's going on in our hometown. And you've, like, interviewed all kinds of people to you know, get this report into people's hands, like mine right now, I'm holding it, and it's like, it's really, really, it looks beautiful too. Um, you. But you've interviewed frontline workers and um, and survivors for the information that you put into this report. And I'm really happy that you're here with us today. Um, but I also know that uh, this past week was a big, big deal for you. Um, because you were supposed to be somewhere and you would have mm-hmm. been returning yesterday. Um, where was that? So you could tell everyone. So we were on our way to the UN headquarters to participate in the Commission on the Status of Women, the 64th Commission on the Status of Women. It's a, a huge UN meeting that happens every year to discuss the status of women around the world. And we actually had a side event or a freedom. We had our own side event there at the commission and the entire conference was canceled due to the coronavirus spread. So we, I mean, the report's still released. We were releasing the report anyway, but we had been accepted to go and present the report there and you know, speak with fellow activists and colleagues and actually also our Canadian leadership who has a huge uh, voice at the Commission on the Status of Women, especially now that they are one of the country leaders. It, it It's complicated. It rotates. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we were on our way there. We had a team of seven, the research team involved in the report. We were flights booked, Everything Airbnb for the go. crew. Yeah. And then it was all canceled. So we're scrambling now. We are a grassroots organization. So funding for us is precarious. We don't get um, enough funding like most women's organizations. That's in the report. You know, uh, shelters need, you know, more funding. Rape crisis centers need more funding. Uh, human trafficking advocates need, I mean, we're struggling. And that's what the report is about. But it's also about the resiliency of women and girls and gender diverse folks too in the face of all this adversity mm-hmm. in the face of um really if indifference if i'm honest um invisibility you know things yeah. we don't want to talk about so that's there is hope in that report and it's just the strength of everyone working you don't do this 
unless you have some kind of hope because there's times you fall on your knees and you ask why the hell do I why are we still doing this because I know that you have seen a lot in your life um and guys we're not talking to an 80 year old woman here um you're young and you've seen a lot and I know that you've dealt with a lot of survivors uh and you've worked with a lot of them and, and it's just it's crazy to think about all the stuff that is happening in our own backyards here. And so mm-hmm. I'm really glad that you, you know, you put this together because I'm just, I'm just scrolling through, I'm, I'm reading through and it says like, there's stats, like girls are 1.5 times more likely than a boy to experience violence at home. Yeah. I mean, it's not just violence that's happening, no, there's you know, all at home. It's violence that's happening at school. Yes. And as parents, you know, we're the first educators, Right. We're the first either line of defense or we're the first we're the first educators. So when we speak about gender based violence, it can be prevented and it comes from it can come from the home. Right. Yeah, if as you come from an abused home and this is all, you know, right. Are your chances greater of continuing they, to maybe they are you know, if you don't get the, the right support. I mean, the, the research there is tricky because sometimes we see women who've gone through abuse or, or young men who've been abused and then they carry that out. But then sometimes we, we see that that it's not the case. They become strong. Yeah. And, and, and they want to help other people and right. they make sure that they're never in that situation themselves. That's the situations that you want to see. But you talked right. about funding as well. There are There's not a lot of funding, right. which is in the report. So how do you get funding? Well, I mean, like most uh, grassroots organizations, we write grants, we go after small pockets of funding from foundations, perhaps, you know, we were funded last year by the City of Toronto, by the Department of Justice. So we do get some pockets of government Mm. funding. But what happens is it's project based. So they say, we're going to give you this for a year for this project. And it's we it's not sustainable funding. So it's not enough Mm. to keep our doors open and hire everyone we need to hire and, you know, do all the things. Or they'll say, we'll give you this money, but you can't pay any staff with it. Well, who the heck do you think does the work? It's people. (laughs) So we can't pay people, but how how are we going to even, yeah, how how do we keep our doors open? So there's so many limitations with with funding as well. And um, yeah, I mean, I know that recently the government, there were some changes this year with funding. With that they were, um, there were some cutbacks. So there was a million dollars that the rape crisis centers in Ontario got last year to help them keep their doors open. And I spoke to the Toronto Rape Crisis Center in the report. Their crisis lines are jammed, okay? So their crisis line operators are all volunteer and the lines are jammed. And the counseling sessions, the wait list is, you know, between six months to a year. If you have just experienced rape, you don't have six months to a year. No, you need help now. You need help now. And Mm -hmm. so they cut that measly million if you ask it's a million dollars no when you spread it out between all of that that's a million's nothing yeah and then they appeared you know a few days ago to have been backpedaling on that and we'll see what happens but they cut that and so that just gives us a message like how important are women and girls it's not important that's just the message that that i get from the message you know um another stat here is like 41 percent of reports um reported incidents of sexual assault in canada were reported by students Mm -hmm. you know this going back to what you were saying marissa is that like a change can happen and it can start 
in our own homes. Yeah, I what mean, we as parents can do to help empower our girls, educate them, but not only girls, our boys as oh, yeah. well, both, right? Both, both, both. Um, and so I want to talk about a little bit about that when we come back from the break. So don't go anywhere. This is the Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio, six forty Toronto. Listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I've got Miss Jennifer Valentine with me, my beautiful co-host. Hello. She's from Global News Morning and and Mother Daughter Date. Mother Daughter Date. It's all about the women. I know that last Sunday was um, International Women's Day. Day. Yes. But we're going strong all week long, baby. Yeah. And so we brought in my good friend, Marissa, who's the founder of Aura Freedom International. Um, This woman is absolutely amazing. And she just released a report called Relentless Resilience. Thank you, Marissa. <laughs> I just drew a blank right there. Because I have it right here. Yeah. <laughs> I can pass it over to me. That's why. I have the report um, in my hands. Yeah, but Marissa, before the break, we were talking about things that we can do as parents at home to maybe change the dialogue. So much. And maybe educate our kids, whether we've got boys or girls. Mm-hmm. Um, there's little things that can be done and maybe, mm-hmm. maybe things that we don't even think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the time they're born, each child must be taught their value, their worth, their importance regardless of their gender, boys, girls, gender diverse, and unhealthy gender norms. So those things that tell us, you know, that girls should be sweet and agreeable and boys should be tough and adventurous, they need to go. They're outdated and they're dangerous. Mm -hmm. We're not, that plays into gender-based violence because we see boys and girls taking on these roles. And we see little girls feeling that their only worth is how cute they look on Instagram, how long their eyelashes are, and how many likes they can get, you know, for a picture of their butt. You know, and then we see predators online. And then we see little boys thinking that it's okay to objectify this person because she's been dehumanized anyway. So as parents... What kinds of messages are our kids listening to? What movies are they watching? What fairy tales are they hearing? What messages can you put in there, you know, in terms of empowering messages for all kids? Um, What movies and shows are they watching? Who are they speaking to online? Have you spoken to your kids about internet safety? Have you spoken to them about TikTok, about consent? There's ways to speak about consent with babies. When, When a baby says no... You know, it it means no. Babies know true consent. And so when you talk to kids about consent from a young age, including boys, they will get it. They will get it. They will get that respect. And what does a healthy relationship look like? So many of us grew up in homes where they didn't really know what a healthy relationship looked like. So how can we model these things to our kids? Because this is not embedded in our curriculum at school. No, it's not, not at all. And one mm. of our calls to action in our report is to have these things embedded. So right now it's, the, and it's always the, the responsibility of parents, yes. but right now, especially so, and, and this is urgent. There are parents listening right now who've had kids who have had experiences with violence and they know what it's like to pick up the pieces of that trauma and try and walk with their kids now when they've had experiences with rape or sexual uh, violence or or online bullying they know what it's like and they know what it's like when some of these kids can't take it anymore yeah it's crazy and so it's preventable and it starts in the home 
It starts in the home with the way that we teach our kids, the way we empower them, value them, build them up, cut the violence at the roots. It starts it starts young. It's true because if we teach them their value at a young age, these kids, they develop confidence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's really hard mm-hmm. to break someone down or drag someone down who's a confident person, right? Absolutely. It's very hard to exploit an empowered youth. But it's you so, won't do it. It's so hard to build someone up who's it not is. confident after they've had a lifetime right. of, you know, being torn down or being abused and then you have to build up that confidence. That is the most difficult thing. It I agree is with so you, difficult. And oh. it takes as much effort as all these bombardments, you know, of media messaging and, you know, the online stuff. It as they are being bombarded that much, they need that much from from you in a positive way. And they are listening. Because we work with Aura Freedom works with youth. We do workshops with youth. And I see the change in the youth as we work with them, as we walk with them throughout the months. It, it can change. These things can change. Because you also go to go around to schools. Our youth team does, yeah. So yeah. we have a youth team. Um, it's led by survivors of human trafficking, of, of violence, of you know racialized communities. Um, some of the youth on our team have been homeless, have had addiction. So, and they go and they speak to kids in schools, homeless shelters, group homes, mosques, churches. I mean, they'll go anywhere. That's amazing. Yeah. And human trafficking that's happening right here. Oh, and gosh. that is something that you think, mm-hmm. well, that doesn't happen here. And you know, that's but so it, it's alive and well. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. alive and well. And that's one of the biggest issues that we work on at Aura Freedom is human trafficking. And that's one thing that we, we had uh, Marissa on in the past to talk mm-hmm. about a that's show. Right. We did a show on human trafficking here on the parenting show which you can find on uh, our past podcasts if you want to go look for that on itunes um but the same thing with that like it can start as young as like kids in grade seven Mm -hmm. you know so trying to to do that to to someone who is confident and knows their worth and they're empowered that it's, it's really hard to do but like jen said you know when you've got someone who um doesn't feel that way about themselves it's so easy for them to fall victim to, to yeah. a situation and like And especially this, if right? they're from marginalized communities. So girls are already, you know, we have the lower self-confidence because of, you know, gender norms and these things. And then if you're coming from uh, marginalized communities or you're racialized, you're even more vulnerable or targeted, we should say. And this is why us as parents um, need to look at how we're doing things at home mm-hmm. and little things that we can do to change. Because if we can start, right, Jen, if... If we can start with the kids from at a young age and build their confidence and so that they know their value, um, they're less likely to fall into a situation like this. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Well, yeah. my daughter's 18 now and I look at her and I think I've done a good job. Yes, I think you're pretty definitely. Darn yeah, and that's yeah, still yeah. young and you can still, you know, be that voice for her. And although you won't be able to see this working in real time, this education, just know it's right. This is how we create the generational change. We have to be in it for the long term. Gender-based violence didn't happen overnight. So we need time. Just know that it's the education because it's the ripple effects of what of those words that will carry on. And then your kids' kids. And then we will be here with, we will have less violence. Well, we are in studio with Marissa Kokoris of Aura Freedom International. And we are talking, um, we're having a really serious conversation today. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show 
with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I'm Jen Valentine from Global News Morning and mother-daughter date that's right <laughs> i love mother-daughter date um but we have another mother joining us in studio today she could have a mother-daughter date too because oh, she's yay. got a little girl <laughs> she's so cute yeah she's very cute we've joya got, yes joya we've got marissa who's the founder of aura freedom international and uh we're in studio talking about marissa what are we talking about today gender-based violence that's right yeah it's we're breaking not the so, silence yeah we're being it's brave we're talking about it because we need to a lot of people don't talk about this stuff and and then when you hear about it you think oh that doesn't happen here in toronto no guess what people it does and it happens more than you think it would um and we're discovering all of this with the research that marissa's done through her uh report which is relentless resilience <laughs> i just i just keep pointing to marissa. it rolls off the tongue doesn't like, it go ahead marissa just yeah throw out the info um so we we spoke a little bit about the stat the scary scary stats and numbers that none of us like to hear uh we spoke about things that we can do at home um to try and change that Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and 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 empower the youth and and let the youth know just how valued that they are um and then we were talking about men and boys yeah, I mean, they have to be part of the solution. Of course. And and while we know that not all men are violent, we know that. We also know that most violence against women comes from men. So this is a men's issue too. Mm-hmm. This is not a women's issue to pick up the pieces of men's violence. No, men are part of the solution. Without them, we can't do this without them. And so they're in their own gender boxes and society dictates the way they have to act, doesn't it? It They have to be tough. They can't cry. Um, This leads to violent behaviors. This leads to reluctance to reach out for help um, if they're feeling that they need to talk to someone. So it's time for men to step up as allies. And I know many brave men who have embodied that change. Some of the most beautiful, bravest men I know are ones that march on the front lines and say, I'm not cool with this. Until all women live lives free from violence, I'm not okay. It's not enough to say anymore, well, I don't abuse my partner or my, my kids. Yes, yeah, so I'm so it's not so enough. It's not on me. No. Yeah, exactly. It's not enough anymore, right? Um, you did all these stats uh, in your report, and I'm reading here, on any given night, 6,000 women and children in Canada sleep in emergency sh- shelters. What was the most surprising stat that you found with ev- all, with all your research? I think for me, it's, well, that's a big one. That was from the Canadian Women's that Foundation. That is a big one. Um, and I myself was in the shelter system as a kid with my mother and my brother. And I know that we had to be in bed at a certain time or else they gave our beds away. And that was more than 30 years ago. So things are not getting better. And I think that was the most staggering thing for me, that mm-hmm. we went through that and people are still going through it 30 days later. So where are we missing the mark? So this is why this is so important to you. Because I think that has a lot to do yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. And I mean, I had a really strong mom. We we, we came through a lot together. And um, yeah, I mean, 
most women who do this work do it for a very personal reason, but other mm-hmm. women just do it because of the cause and because they want to make a difference. So, yeah, but that's a little bit about my story. But it's it's sad that it's still happening. And another one is that a woman is killed, a woman or a girl is killed every three days in Canada. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and very often by a partner, by an intimate partner, a husband, a partner, a boyfriend. And, and they've probably reported it many times, maybe. For maybe sure. They have, yeah. and, then, yeah. and then it comes down to that. Yeah, we know cases where women will report stalking and then they'll be killed and they're not taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So men and boys, yeah, they have to step up. And again, not all men are violent. We know that. And I think it's important to say that that's true, but it's also true that the perpetrators are mostly men. What was going on through your mind when you were a young little girl and you're staying in a shelter? What is what is going through your mind? It was a really confusing time. It was a it was a horrible time. The kitchen didn't smell like my mom's cooking. I didn't know anybody there. My mom sheltered us from a lot. I didn't even know why I was there because my mom sheltered us from everything that was right. going on of at course, home. Of course, but yeah, that's... Yeah. So I, I didn't understand do. why we were there. I didn't understand why we had to go back at a certain time. They That policy doesn't exist anymore. You don't have to be back in your beds by 9 p.m. That was a long time ago. But um, I didn't know. All I knew was that my mom... We were in a storm and my mom was my umbrella. That's all I knew. I just needed to be where she was. So we need safe spaces and for women. Yes. Safe spaces for women and their kids. And there's not enough of them. And there's not enough funding for shelters and rape crisis centers. We need it. And I know, yeah. Marissa, you guys, and we've talked about it throughout the show, but you guys do a lot of work with um, different uh, people and different organizations. If people want to maybe help out Aura Freedom, how can they do that? Yeah, I mean, AuraFreedom.org is our website. They can get on there and learn more. They can download our report for free. So the report is available to anyone. They can donate. When we have events, they can come out and volunteer. Um get involved. We have a lot of volunteers. We are a small organization. We are a registered charity, but we're grassroots. So we depend on a lot of volunteers to do a lot of the work that we do. So it's aurafreedom.org? Aura, yeah, A-U-R-A, freedom.org. And you're also on social media, right? We're on social media, yeah. We're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. So guys, go check them out. Give them a follow. Give them a like. Um, Maybe even like open up your your wallet and make a donation to this incredible charity marissa thank you so much for joining us here in studio today and thank and you just for like you know educating us because a lot of the stuff you were saying i didn't even know mm-hmm. you know like those numbers jen has the the report open in front of her right now and to the stats page um they're shocking Thank you for um, bringing this to our attention. And thanks for having me on. Thank you very much, both of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you missed any of the show and you want to listen back, uh, or maybe even share it with someone, you can do so on our podcast, which can be downloaded at iTunes.com. And uh, and don't forget to check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash The Parenting Show. That is it for us, but we will catch you guys next week. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.